Yo, 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 Thought Warriors. What is up? How Learning is on is I, Van Lathan Jr. And it's me, Rachel Lynn Lindsay. Rachel Lynn Lindsay is here. She is here. Van, I don't, I don't know if Van's here. I don't quite recognize the man in front of me. Why don't you recognize him? I don't know if I've ever seen you wear a chain. A chain? This is my Harriet Tubman chain. I've, I repeat. I've never seen you wear a chain. I don't care oh, who's no, I on got it. A chain and it's the I've chain never is a, seen you wear it. The chain is of Harriet Tubman. Okay. Okay. You um, got a, you got a, what do you call that? Do you call that a beanie on your head? You call it a toboggan? Ugh. A toboggan? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Isn't that a sled? <laughs> it's both. It's a it's beanie? It's both. A toboggan is like a hat? Okay. We might need to look this up. I'm Let's pretty sure in certain parts of the country. I don't, the I'm hat, not disagreeing with you. I'm saying that I didn't know that it was called head. that. Maybe we only said this at First Baptist. Toboggan. Oh, oh wait. toboggan hat. Toboggan wait, hat. Wait, wait, wait. Speaking of First Baptist, did you see who put First Baptist on the map? Who? None other than Colin Kaepernick. Oh, why? What did he do? That workout that he posted? That oh, was, was that at First, First Baptist? Baptist Academy. That's what I'm talking about. Shout out to David Robinson, who was out there coaching him. My twin, First Baptist Academy. Now, does this does this make you rethink some of your anti-Kaepernick rhetoric that you've Mm-mm. been? Because people, Mm-mm. people reached out about that. <laughs> we will not. We will not. <laughs> I am so pro-Cap. But right. I think it's a logical question. His, <clears throat> just want to live out his life dream. It's a logical question. When you call the NFL, say the NFL is slavery but then you want to be a part of it it's a logical question it's a it's question not, that needs not, to be asked the only reason why it's not logical is because everybody does this everybody goes my job sucks my management sucks my man they working us like slaves but then they go to work except these people work i think people use it as like office depot but like when people use that as a term it's not i don't think they actually work. shout out to everybody working at office depot by the way that's very essential workers i love you guys I'm just i think saying, it's just the phrase work. people use i don't think it's necessarily like where they do a whole reenactment and actually believe compare the nfl in like full out as slavery not just like oh you know my job's working me like a slave not so like you, saying so it are you long. telling me right now that Colin Kaepernick is the first person to compare the combine to slavery. And they say that every year. Say that no. Year. You've never heard he's that not. before? No, I said he's not the first person. Colin Kaepernick. You're in your new place. I'm in my new place. Still trying to I get things right together. What you, got, what, you got pajamas on right there? What is that? Are those Brian's clothes? They look kind of baggy. Okay. It's a sweatsuit. It's a They're sweatsuit. my sweats. And I flew in this morning from Philadelphia. I'm <gasps> so tired. I'm on, I'm on, uh, I flew in like, I've been up since like one in the morning, West Coast time. So I'm tired. So I have to say something and it's not very pleasant to say. I look tired. I am no. tired. Oh, I have to send you, con- you and your family condolences. Yeah. It has been a rough year. Yeah. It's like every single month. It's something. And um, yeah, so for people who don't know or haven't seen like my my Instagram post, my little cousin Jordan Shelton passed away, 20 years old, played basketball at Southern Arkansas University, promising just 
career and everything ahead of her. So many things were falling into place for her. She's home for spring break and was in a car wreck. Um, so it's just really tragic. Just pray for my family. Pray for her her immediate family even more so. She was the baby. She was my cousin Morris's only biological child. Um, it's just tough. Like that death is always tough, but definitely when it's unexpected and it's someone that's so young. Um, so yeah, just pray for my family. It makes me, it made me think about my, my grief, uh, my grief jar. You remember we talked oh, about the grief jar, the, grief the ball jar. inside a the jar ball. is my jar getting bigger. You know, I was thinking about that and I don't know how big my jar is getting. Like we're doing Ringerverse, uh, a podcast with like fantastic, fantastic fans. We were doing Ringerverse and it'll be out the same day that this podcast comes out. And we were talking about what was the best line of the year in like uh fandom, like with the best line of dialogue. And there's this show called uh Invincible. And in the show, uh this kid named Mark Grayson, he's a superhero called Invincible. Anyway, long story short, his dad pretends to be a superhero and acts as a superhero for many, many years, but it's only so that he can trick the people on Earth and then really get his race of people to come take the Earth over. But Mark doesn't know this. So he's okay. raised the entire time. He gets to be about 17. Now he starts to become a superhero. He thinks he's doing the right thing. And then he realizes his dad is Omni-Man, is a bad guy. And him and his dad start fighting. They start fighting because his dad is like, uh, you know, we live so long. These human beings aren't anything to us. We just need their planet for the resources, whatever. So there's a point at the end of the fight. And I had this down for line of the year where, uh, Omni-Man is beating Mark up and Mark is like fucked up. Like he can't handle his dad, even though he's a superhero, his dad's much stronger. Mm-hmm. And his dad uh, uh, looks at him and he says, um, well, you're not thinking clearly. He's like, you're not thinking about this. You're fighting for these people. It's like, well, Viltrumites, we live, we're, we're, we're Viltrumites. We live for thousands and thousands of years. Everyone mm-hmm. that you're fighting for is dead. They're going to be dead. Like all of these people you're fighting for, like what are you going to have for, what are you going to have like in a thousand years? Mm-hmm. And Mark looks at him and he and he's like all beat up and bloody and he's bruised. He almost gurgles the line out. And he goes, I'd have had you, dad. Mm. If you weren't, you know, if you weren't doing this, he goes, I'd have had you. Mm-hmm. And the line is very, very poignant because Omni-Man then starts thinking of Mark when he's a kid. He doesn't realize that he's a father now. He doesn't get that he has spent all of these years living as a human being mm-hmm. and that he's built the bonds that human beings build and he can't just carry out his mission now because he doesn't just love this kid. He's, got, he's supposed to kill him as another Viltrumite. It's his son. Mm-hmm. And he remembers him playing baseball and all of that stuff. And when I was talking about it on the Ringerverse, I started crying because mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and like, I wasn't expecting to cry during like the nerd fandom thing, you know, like I started, you know, I started crying. I thought my grief jar was growing big 
around the ball. I thought it was getting smaller. It's not, it hasn't been that long, but like I, I, like I cried on the podcast and then everybody else on the podcast started crying. And so it's a bunch of nerds crying and everybody was so good for me. Thank you, Mallory and Joe and, um, and Charles and Steve and Jomi and Arjuna, everybody was crying. And so I didn't know. And when I saw your post about your, uh, your little cousin, I just thought about people having to start from day one of grieving and from day one of being sad and from day one of feeling the loss and from day one of like, uh, of like, um, it's their zero day of all of this. And like, I think about her and everything that she could have done and, you know, everything that she was and is, but, you know, I also think about the people that are like, they just step foot on like the battlefield of grief. Yeah. And it just, it just, you know, it's very, you know. No, it's, it's yeah. it, it is hard. And I don't think because you had, you know, a moment where you got emotional, it doesn't mean that the jar around it is getting bigger. I think that, that you can talk about it and express emotion does show that, you know, your jar is getting bigger. Um, it was tough because I got the information right before I was uh, going to speak to kids her age. So it triggered me even more because I'm walking out and I'm normally, you know, it's it's a Q&A, but I'm also talking to them about how exciting this time in their life is when they're in college and there's the, the unknown is scary, but it's so great at the same time and the world is at their feet. And they, you know, like they, the, the, what they can do is limitless and, and all these things. And, you know, but then I'm thinking of my cousin who I would have said the same thing to her, yet it's just a reminder that you never know what the next day is going to bring. And so I literally got choked up. I stood in front of those, those kids and I like started to talk. And then I was like, let me just tell y'all what just happened. And I just told them, I said, I think a lot of times when you're young, you think that think that life is not forever, but you just think that you just have all this time and you think that you're invincible. And, you know, sometimes it's a reminder to just take advantage of the moment because you just don't know what tomorrow will bring. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, been, a, lot of, it's a lot of death right now. Yeah. It's tough. I've been taking advantage of the moment while I've been out here in New York. Clearly, by the starting with the attire. Let me tell you, first of all, don't talk about me like that. Let's just be honest. <laughs> like the reality is this is what happened. I had to do the show. I did not have this beanie on at first. I didn't have it on. What happened was like we gotta do out the show, do hip hop homicides, we TV coming this coming this fall. I had to do the show. It's a quick turnaround. I, yeah, and I, I didn't realize that it was cold in New York. So Kalika styled all of this stuff out. Looks beautiful. And it's cold. I have a jacket. Mm -hmm. I didn't even bring a jacket. This March, I was I was I was walking Bozeman in a tank top back in LA. It's just you East Coast people, I just don't understand why you why you guys have made the life choices that you've made. Literally. <laughs> I, I like I was walking Bozeman in the tank top. Look at my little boy. He was looking up at me. <laughs> love you, Dad. I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I love you too. It's super mild in this temperate climate that we live in, Bozeman. Let us run. And then you come here and they gotta go to the thing and buy me this beanie and then buy me a camouflage jacket and some gloves. 
So I'm really, it really it's looks like. It's not that cold for gloves. I was just in Philadelphia. It is not that cold. Okay. How, what, what degree do you think it was today? It was 40 something. It's 39 degrees. Uh, 30, thank you, Donnie. High of 57. Don't pull out the lowest, the lowest uh, temperature all, it was of the day. Fuck what Donnie puts in I that was little just thing. There. I was outside. I was just there. I was as just we speak there. right now in New York, it is 45 degrees. 45 was, degrees feels different in New York than it does it in It feels like different. LA. And by the way, it was 39 earlier because it was raining. Look, New York, cloudy, high of 50, low of 39. I don't give a fuck what Donnie says. Donnie's from Michigan. He doesn't even feel the cold. What? He doesn't even, like, Donnie doesn't even feel the cold. Donnie has no idea what it's like to be cold. He grew up in Michigan. I want to hear from you, Donnie. It's colder in Michigan than it is in New York. It's like more cold in Michigan than it is in New York. That's what I'm saying. So, Donnie, you can't tell me shit. I'm from Louisiana. Literally, I'm from a place where if we get a 34-degree day, they call school off. Yeah, they do. Like a week and a half. week and a half, you'll be used to it. Man, suck it up. We also also need to promote this episode with a new picture. With a picture. New job, new van. Oh, we can have you same face. Get used to it. Oh, I found exactly. the cold. Donnie, oh, you know what, do- Donnie, <laughs> you, know what you do when you give in to the cold? I'll tell you guys about a movie. Rachel, I'm, I'm assuming you've seen Minister Society. I have. Now I have okay. seen Minister Society. Yeah, of Society. course. Rachel, if you hadn't seen Minister Society, we were going to break this clip out. We were gonna shame. No, you are not gonna do yeah, that. Shit. Oh, believe me, if, there's a like, there's if, a movie if, that you think that I should have seen that I haven't. I'm sure. Okay, I'm well, sure. I'm sure you've seen Miss Society. Diana, have you seen Miss Society? Yeah, I have. Several times. Okay, so there's a part on Miss <laughs> several times. I'm dying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The fan base loves me the best. That's I, I, everyone loves me. I'm the, I'm the fan favorite. And, That's I'm fan, my, my name is Donnie. I come on and say two sentences, and people say I need to hear more from Donnie. Donnie comes on and doesn't even say shit. Donnie, no, like, y'all Donnie, roasting me. <laughs> like, Donnie, literally, literally, Donnie, Donnie came. Donnie comes on and doesn't even say shit. He doesn't even say shit. It's like, yeah, well, actually, this happened back in 1959. We love him. Like, he doesn't even say shit. Like, I'm like, what did he say? We need to hear more from Donnie. What did he hear more from Donnie? Donnie copy and pasted what he just said. Yeah. Like, like, we need to hear more from Donnie. You know what's crazy? We got to get Donnie's BDSM segment going. Donnie's Dungeon. Stop. That's what we're going to hear no. from Donnie. Donnie, I want to Donnie is a happily married man. He, <laughs> right. So what that doesn't mean that they're not into BDSM? <laughs> Freaky ass. Donnie, are you? Y'all got no. a dungeon. They got no, a basement. Yeah. We got a basement, yeah. not a dungeon. That's the <laughs> the Beecham basement. Go down there, there's nothing but spikes. Anyway, so there's this part in Minnesota Society where Sharif who is the woke, conscious Muslim brother in this society. He says, you know, staying next to the beer, he's trying to keep them from being cold, from getting the beer. He says, you cold because you stand on the cooler. And then he goes, ah, it's cold out here. We're not used to this. We are tropical people. Yeah, like, uh, like even Siri don't, don't want to hear what you have to say right, right. <laughs> Shut up. He's like, we are tropical people. Let the Europeans deal with all this nonsense. So I tell black people, Whenever y'all give in to the cold, whenever y'all actually act like the cold is cool, like Donnie's trying to do right now, 
What y'all actually doing is on the low being some white man's niggas. Straight okay. up. Okay. Because your people are like, 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 because like, oh, okay. your, your people. Why don't you go say is, that to somebody on the streets of New York tomorrow? Say that. Let them know. Let me tell you what I just witnessed outside on the streets of New York, though. What part Rachel, of New these York people are, you are fucking crazy in, in what Brooklyn. Part of- Oh, you're like, Brooklyn. Okay. Like, there was this guy just walking behind this girl. This is like, so all I heard was these two people saying the word nigga, and I didn't see any black people around. So I'm like, yo, what's about to happen? So I look on the thing, and there's this guy following this girl. And, she, and, and she's like, whatever. Like, she's like Puerto Rican or Spanish or something like that. And she's like, She's like, whatever, nigga, whatever, nigga. And I'm like, yo, cool it with that nigga shit. I literally said that. I'm like, yo, cool it with that nigga shit. And then uh, I, she turned around. She goes, oh, my bad, my bad. But tell him, tell him to stop following me. And she's laughing. She's laughing at him. He's looking at her. He's like, I'm just trying to tell her I got some big dick for her big ass. And she's like, what? What the fuck ever? You got some big dick. You a pencil dick written all over you. I can fucking tell. And he's and he's like, and he's like, no, I'm telling you, I got some big dick for your big ass. And then she goes, show it. Show it right here. She goes, show it right here. Pull your dick out. Pull your dick out right now. I'll fuck you if it's big. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like whoa. Whoa. Did it's he pull Thursday. It out? Did huh? he pull it out? Nigga, I didn't wait to see if he pulled his dick out. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like, yo, they wild. I'm to going know inside. The end of the story. You you expect me to wait to see if he pulled his dick out? Like, like, like oh the shit, moment he, might he pull started it out. motioning. The moment he started motioning for it, I, I you could have turned and walked away. Let me ask you a question: Would you have waited to see if he pulled his dick out? Absolutely. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Cause I, cause I feel like old girl would have been looking at me like, "What you think?" <laughs> <laughs> He's standing right there. Number one, it was cold. You'd have to be a bold ass man to pull it out right there in the cold. He was literally telling her that he had a big dick for her big ass. He was He's a bold fucking, dude. He was harassing her. Oh, a hundred percent. And he you was know harassing what? Her. The reason I, what I like is that she flipped it on him. Oh, you yeah. want to do that? Well, then go ahead and pull it out. You want to harass Cash. me like that? You want to objectify me? I'm going to do the same thing to you. What does it mean that I intervened when I heard the N-word? What do you mean? But what I does it mean? didn't intervene when he was speaking to her, Ooh. talking about he got the big dick for her big ass. At first, I thought they were maybe like friends, but then it became obvious that they weren't friends and she was giving it back. Maybe I'm wrong for that. I'm probably wrong. I probably should have said something. Yeah, like, you Yo, probably should have said You You definitely should have said something. Yeah. But you know what? You called yourself out. You'll recognize it the next time. Because I feel like this ain't the last time you're going to hear this type of conversation on the streets of New York. That's the first time I ever heard it, though. It was so crazy. He was, he was, he was, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was full on, yeah, yeah. Was he black? They were both like, uh, look like, I don't mean to whatever, but they were both looked sort of Hispanic, Dominican, maybe Puerto Rican, maybe something in that ilk right here in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. Let me ask you this. Let me go back to this movie conversation. Because sure. you were gonna you were gonna clown me if I hadn't seen Minister Society. What are yeah. three black movies that every black person should have seen? This is a fucking fantastic question. Jesus Christ. I can't believe you. 
to ask this question. Oh, because I can't ask a good question? You ask great questions, but not related to movies. Let's be real. Well, when I don't know, <laughs> I can ask a good question about something I don't know <sighs> with movies. Yes. What a good question. We should break this out, by the way, Donnie. So maybe you can stop being a podcast fucking star and maybe be a producer, which is your job. Break this out. <laughs> um Donnie. Taking it for Trudy today. Let's see. Okay, so three movies. I pray every I've seen black these. Otherwise, person I've set myself up. Should have seen. Let's use my age bracket as the litmus test. Because if you go okay. older or younger, it's whatever. Okay. So I'm going to say Friday is one. Okay. I've seen it. Thank God. You've seen Friday. I would say Friday. Menace to society. And if you're my age, if you're my age, I'd have to say love and basketball. If you're my age. Thank Friday, God I've seen all three. Menace to society, love and basketball. But there are others. Let's say we get it out to let's say we do it out to five. If we do okay. it out to five. What two are you adding? I'm gonna add set it off. That's not what I would have added. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to add set it off if it's five. And then I'm going to add Jerry Springer's The Ringmaster. Okay, stop. I would have added Boys in the Hood. Yeah, see. You're going to say it's different age age, Yeah, my age. My age, Boys in the Hood. I would have said Boys in the Hood. And I would have said New Jack City. You see, nah, because it's like it's niggas that... You know what? Yeah, both of those. But see, those are both. So let's do five then. That's five then. So uh, you don't like black women, so you didn't say set it off. So we'll do. <laughs> these are the five. These are the six movies to me. See, I don't even know if Love and Basketball even should be in there. No, no, it should. And I wouldn't have put it. And I'm so glad you did. Because right. it's a. Be- it's, it really is a beautiful love story. See, I was going to say Love Jones, but that's a little too artsy for some niggas. Yeah, not, every, not everybody feels Love Jones like that, even though love Jones is great. there's a line in there that I just love. But not everybody's Love Jones. Not everybody's Love Jones. Was it the line in Love Jones, I got some big dick for your big ass? Was that the line? Is this that in the movie? No. <laughs> <laughs> so our six, our movies are Friday, mm-hmm. Minister Society. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Love and Basketball, Boys in the Hood, New Jack City. Yeah, I know there's one that we are really missing, and I just can't I mean, there's think a bunch of, of right them. Now. I mean, Five Heartbeats. I mean, like, they're like they're, there's a bunch Woo! of them. All right, but enough of this. We got to start the show. Let's take a break. Get back <laughs> to the big deal. Katanji Brown Jackson confirmation hearing. You know, I thought it interesting. That we're asking America to confirm a black woman. Think about that. Confirm. Hmm. The one thing that America has really never done, especially for black women, is to confirm them. Yep. Confirm their place in this country. Confirm their safety. Confirm their beauty. Confirm their worth. Shit. Hell, some of the time, black men don't even confirm them. Mm-hmm. So the fact that it's taking America... Such, such a long, arduous, and fucking disgusting path down the road to confirm a black woman does not at all surprise me when I think about it. 
what have you thought about this confirmation hearing as you've watched it and as you've seen the right show their fucking ass? I yeah. want to have fucking uh, Tamika Hamilton back on this show. I want to have the Fantastic. Camille. I want to have them. I want to have them back on the show and ask them how they feel about their colleagues acting like dickheads, bozos, racist. Just Tamika. I want to have them back on here. This is these your people, man. Just Tamika. Tamika, as specifically as a Republican black woman who, if elected, would be the only black female Republican in uh, Congress. So, yeah, in Congress. Just make sure I said that right. Yes, black female Republican. Um, definitely want to hear her opinion on it. You know, you said something. You said, as you've watched it. No, I haven't. You haven't watched it? I haven't watched it. And the reason being, and I've been messaging with a lot of my friends, Black female friends, about this. And a lot of them aren't. And the reason being is, Mm, it's triggering. Yeah. It is extreme. We should be so joyful at the fact that someone who is so brilliant is representing black women and is on the brink of a historic position in this country. And instead of being able to celebrate it, it's so tough to watch. Of course, I've seen the clips. The way they are talking to her as if she is worthless, they are degrading, they are disrespectful, They are talking to her as if she is a child, not an accomplished, distinguished woman who has done more than most of them, if not all. Um, It's just hard to watch and to reaffirm what we represent in this society. And I, I, I pray it's looking like she will, you know, pass uh, the confirmation barely. And that's only because we control the Senate and it'll be the closest vote that hmm? we go ahead. Democrats. I got you. Democrats control the Senate and it's going to be the closest vote that there ever was. Even Kavanaugh was 50, 48, you know, so she'll be 51, 50, Mm -hmm. Um, 51, 50. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Should Mm -hmm. I say it the other way? Just so it's not fine. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, it's it's just really, really upsetting. Um, I I obviously like it's making the social media rounds and uh, Cory Booker does it again. That's who I want to come on this podcast to. Cory Booker? Cory gun in the back booker. <laughs> Cory Booker is just such a pleasant man. You like him? <laughs> I did watch What Happens Live with him. Didn't I tell uh-huh. the story on, on the podcast? Yeah, you did. I did watch What Happens Live with him. He was so nice to me, told me that I should be proud of what I've accomplished, that he didn't know me, looked me up, and then wanted to call my dad to tell my dad that. And he did. He called my dad on a cell phone just to just to compliment. Like, I, I just can't you sing like his praises enough. I do like mm-hmm. him. I do like him. Anyways. Yeah. He's a nice, he's, well, he's a good guy. He's a nice guy. He looks, always looks like he has a gun pointed in his back. Like he's, <laughs> he's just, I just, he's just, he, he, he always he's just looks lovable. Like he has a, you, you think about like, the moment. 
that <laughs> someone will put a gun in the back, like the look on your face, how your face would look. I got it. You would like be like, oh my God. He always looks like there's a gun in his back. He does. He does. But um, gun in the back booker. Yeah, no, just to go back to what you're saying, it's just really tough. And I and I I love what, what Cory Booker said about he's not going to allow any anyone to steal his joy. I get that. I'm not when she's confirmed. Yeah. And then I want to watch it and I want to praise her and I want to shout it to the rooftops. And I just mm-hmm. just just watching her hold having to be so composed mm-hmm. because otherwise the narrative will change. You won't hear what these racist, despicable senators are doing and saying if she reacts to it. She's got to be calm. She's got to be hold her composure. And it was really sad to watch her cry when she did get to a question that actually spoke to who she is as a person and what her career has meant to her when she was getting a question from Senator Padilla or getting praise from Senator Cory Booker. It's just like, and I think what's so tough to watch, you know, some people might say, well, they're just asking questions. They're just asking tough questions. They're asking questions that aren't even relevant to her doing her job on the bench if she's chosen. They're question, they're asking her to make questions that are, or answer questions that are hypotheticals that are only going to be used against her rather than decisions she could actually make if she was on the, it's, it's, it's just so demeaning i just it's it's just a tough watch so here's so i the should thing be for happy me. right now and i'm not here's the thing for me some of it is garden variety confirmation bullshit they do this every single time it's they somebody's getting confirmed they ask all kinds of questions they ask all kinds of um of things to impugn that person's credibility and to uh strike at what they feel like are the weaknesses in their intellectual interpretations of law. Uh-huh. They also, uh-huh. they always try to get it to, to the heart of who they were. What did you do? What did you do? What did you do? How did this happen? How did this happen? How did this happen? And normally sure. they're along political lines. Sometimes they'll stray over into personal things. Obviously when, when Kavanaugh was being confirmed, there were talks about whether or not he was fit to be a judge because of the fact and that, that he had had allegations. It made sense. You know what I mean? You don't want somebody up there like that um, who's been, meddling around with that i think that this is probably par for the course but let me tell you why it's different the course is different Mm. see this is par for the course as far as a confirmation hearing goes but this is a look into what the republican party has made their priorities out of in the contemporary lens here they've made their 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 priorities into not things that have to do with interpretation of law not things that have to do with you know, judicial experience or what do you feel like the powers of the the Supreme Court should be or even the powers of the Constitution should be. They are now building their current platform on putrid identity politics, uh, fear mongering and and class warfare that comes across in almost everything that they do. Mm -hmm. So while you see people on the right doing people on the right things and it it's not particularly different than it is in any other confirmation hearing as of late. The difference is they've actually changed. Mm -hmm. And the populism that comes from the ground up that President Trump has endorsed in, in, in the right, it is now fully mutated into the standard for Republican politics. The standard is, do you think a baby can be racist? That's the standard now. Those aren't the kooks anymore. That's the standard. Right. You know, the standard is, hey, like you're a Christian, but are you the same kind of Christian I am? Right. Like, do you, right, you right. believe in God? I believe in God, but do you believe in God the way I believe in God? 
Like, because, because you're a black woman, there's got to be a different way that you believe in God than the way that I believe in God. And let's find that difference so I can show America just the reason why you're not me. Because that's the whole point of it. The whole point of this from their side is not to, 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 to prove that she's incompetent. They can't do that. She has too many accolades. But what they can prove is that she's not one of them. Let me, they can, what they can do, which is the most powerful thing that the right can do to people now is to other them in front of everyone. Let me show you just how far I am from what's sitting in front of you right there. Let me show you the gulf of difference between us and them. So you'll know to, to, to hate and to fear them. I do want to play the audio of what gun in the back said to her. So go ahead and play that audio. You got here how every black woman in America who's gotten anywhere has done by being (laughs) like Ginger Rogers said, I did everything Fred Astaire did, but backwards in heels. (laughs) And and so I'm just sitting here saying, nobody's stealing my joy. Nobody's going to make me angry. And I want to tell you, when I look at you, this is why I get emotional. I'm sorry, you're, you're, you're a person that is so much more than your race and gender. You're a Christian, you're a mom, you're, you're, you're an intellect, you love books. But for me, I'm sorry, I, I, it's hard for me not to look at you and not see my mom, not to see my, my cousins, one of them who had to come here and sit behind you. She had to, be, she had to have your back. I see my ancestors and yours. Nobody's going to steal the joy of that woman in the street or the calls that I'm getting or the texts. Nobody's going to steal that joy. You have earned this spot. You are worthy. You are a great American. Wow. Oh, I love him. Yeah, he was spitting. I'm not going to lie, man. He he was spitting. Come on. Come on, man. I love him. I know, but even the part where he talks about your, your parents had a love for this country, for a country that didn't love them back. Oh, yeah, well, come on. We kind of all have that. Uh, no, but I know. But like, I'm just joking. She, I, yeah, well, I don't have it. She has it. But so <laughs> let me, <laughs> you know, what's funny is I was thinking about all the reasons that I could never be in this uh, in the Supreme Court or even like a judge like your dad. It's a laundry and, list. <laughs> laundry list. Number one, not smart enough. <laughs> number one, no, that's not, not it. Not qualified. But they would find somebody like I keep waiting in this confirmation for cousin Jackie to get called on. You know what I'm saying? Like Katanji's cousin Jackie. She got one. We all got one. We all got one. Like right? we, we all got one. I keep waiting for them to bring up, uh, yeah, Senator Cruz, do you have a witness that you like? Yes. Um, I would like to talk to uh, Jaquisha Sims. Jaquisha? 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 Jaquisha Sims. Um, she's from Pompano Beach, Florida. She is the cousin of Katanji Brown. Uh, did you want to come talk to her? Could you talk about it? Yeah, she ain't shit. <laughs> and her mama ain't never been shit. Then people are like, can I smoke in here? Her mama ain't never been shit. She ain't shit. Ain't shit. I used to see her around here. She used to come. She stole a Dixie cup seven years old. I told her, I told her mama didn't don't trust her. She stole a Dixie cup at seven. Stole a Dixie cup. I want my 50 cents. And see, there would be so many people that they would have to come up and talk about shit that I did like that. 
Kataji probably actually doesn't have it. I got him. I got red in my legend. I got him too. <laughs> For sure. Right. Um listen, I think that people I think that people who um say they want to be allies or for people who want to understand, you know, the difference of what it is to be a black person versus if you were watching the Kavanaugh confirmation hearings. I think this is a great example that you could turn on your TV and watch right now and see not just the difference, but honestly, there racism is alive and well, and you can watch it in the way it, but, but like you're getting an example of it day after day as her, her hearings are coming to an end, I believe tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so I, I like, I'm not watching it, but I really suggest that, that people turn on, tune in and watch it. And then go back and watch how those same people question Kavanaugh, who was actually being accused of something. Of so something. Que- so a lot of questions deal, yeah. were legitimate. She's just out here being herself, and they are literally taking certain sentences that she did and are making headlines out of it and saying that she supports, like, she's soft on child pornography. And, and it's, it's just soft so, on child pornography. It's just so absurd. She's literally saying, that's actually, I'd actually never said that. Right. <laughs> that's actually not what happened. See, just that's lies. What she's going to come kill you. She's going to come, like, get, kill your kids. All right, I want to I wanna read, I want to put this in people's minds. And because he doesn't want to talk about it now, we won't talk about it now, unless you want to talk about it. I want to put this in people's minds. This comes from my friend, Donnie Rose. Donnie is a poet, an activist, a writer, a brilliant man from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, who I've known for 20 years. Donnie once was in a freestyle and um, he's, somebody said something about something that Donnie said, yo, I come through because in Baton Rouge, we all have different parks and those parks like belong to the neighborhoods, right? So you don't come in somebody else's park. You know what I'm saying? Donnie said, I'm stumping on your park like Jurassic. And we was all like, ooh, nigga T-Rex in this bitch. Um, but he, he, he tweeted something. I thought it was interesting. But to his point, maybe it's not the right time to talk about it. It said, should Katanji Brown Jackson be successfully confirmed to the Supreme Court? It will be interesting to note that the first black woman named to the court and the first black woman VP and woman VP both have white husbands. And I would really like to read a well-written cultural op-ed about that dynamic because there's a few layers that can be unpacked if the writer dives deep enough. It ain't for me to write, but I really want to read it. I will take this a little further. Actually, no, I won't. I'll put a button in it right there. Okay. And then leave it for time after the celebration for podcasts like ours or thinkers like us that really go into the dynamics of these things because it's not just about preferences here. It's about sort of how our sisters feel valued. Is there a reason why, like, is there a reason why that happened in those two cases? Is there can, some? There is, is absolutely no way to dissect that without implying certain things. I, I, I no, disagree. There is no way to take two examples and to have a well-written, deep dive article when you don't know either one. I I, I just don't know how this, without certain assumptions being made, I just don't know how you can do it. Oh, I feel it. 
I feel what's happening right here. And I hesitated to say anything. I feel- <laughs> and I hesitated when you when I hesitated when you put this in the chat. You see, I didn't respond. I had nothing to say. Absolutely nothing. Um, no, but I, I really do think that it's hard to put to 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 discuss that. Like, I don't I think disagree. I don't like, disagree. I don't. It was obviously some like I noted that, but right, right. Uh, uh, we can talk about it. Fine, put a pin in it. We'll talk about it later. Put a pin in it later. But we're gonna stay on this on this issue because we're going into the world of do do do. Interracial. All right. GOP senator says the Supreme Court should have never legalized interracial marriage. Real quick. Uh, just like guys let you know that you live in a country so with a history so barbaric that interracial marriage had to have special protections. Just remember that. What are you talking about? You love the USA. I get it. Um, Senator Mike Braun said in a conference call with reporters on Tuesday that he believes the U.S. Supreme Court should not have legalized interracial marriage, insisting that the decision, the decision should have come from the states. Donnie, roll that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> so you would be okay with the Supreme Court leaving the question of interracial marriage to the states? Yes, I think that that's something that uh, if you're not wanting the Supreme Court to weigh in on issues like that, uh, you're not going to be able to have your cake and eat it too. I think that's hypocritical. Okay, two ways to look at this. One, he is a states' rights guy, meaning that he is probably pro-slavery. States' rights goes back to the time where we wanted the ability to hold fucking slaves. And he thinks that federal meddling in state affairs is wrong across the board. And in order to stay intellectually consistent on that, he has to say this on television. The second one is that he would actually like to live in a country where a state could tell a black man and a white woman or a white woman and a black man or an Asian man and a Hispanic lady or a Hispanic lady and an Asian man. Because when we think interracial, we of course center ourselves and only think about our race, but there are a lot of other races that right. get married and have a baby. Uh, but he doesn't want that to happen. And if his heart is hard and his heart of hearts is not with it. Rachel, mm-hmm. which one do you think it is? Wait, which one do? Oh, do I think he's a states? I think, um, huh? Okay, I didn't think you were going to ask me that question. You didn't know. I think so that come with the thunder. It is the first one. Okay, where he does believe that you know, like the states, because he talks about diversity and the only way to have, like, and he talks about the way to have that is by the states being in control and making certain laws for their state. Okay. I believe that he believes that because in this whole conversation, he didn't just talk about interracial marriage. He talked about abortion. He talked about abortion. Um, uh, the legalization of marijuana. He talked marijuana. about several different topics and he talked about how they should be, you know, it should be in the control of the state. The state should be making those decisions and the Supreme Court should not get involved. Um, I do believe that he meant what he said as well on the second part in that there shouldn't be well, no, I don't. Ooh. And I'm not, I'm not taking, I'm not taking, let me explain. I look at it this way. I believe that he is a state's rights guy. And that's how he's looking at it. 
And I believe he meant what he said when he said, well, then that also applies to loving V. Virginia. It's almost covert racism because the reason I think that he could flippantly say, well, sure, then it should apply to loving V. Virginia as well. Because it doesn't impact him. It doesn't affect him. Exactly. Fantastic point for Big Rich. And that's, that's the whole thing. It's racist, obviously, but he doesn't even think about it because it doesn't bother him in any kind of way. He can just say, sure, we should, we should, that, that, that should apply as well. That's why you could talk about abortion and all these, it doesn't impact you. And I think that that is such an underlying theme when it comes to racism. That is racism because you're not considering the other person who doesn't look like you, who doesn't fit your mold, who doesn't walk in your shoes. And so, I believe both is true, but I guess the second one is for a different reason. Mm, I get it. I get it. I, I tend to agree. I think that he probably doesn't wake up in the morning thinking about loving V Virginia and how he can overturn it. Sure. Uh, but I think the fact that he doesn't consider all Americans and what's good for us as a union when he says things like that, uh, it's directly informed by his privilege that he doesn't have to consider those things, right? Right. There are certain things that look, I get states' rights and all of that stuff, and there are different cultures and different political mechanisms that exist in every single single state. So mm-hmm. the state should have the rights to um to act to the states should have the rights to decide for their inhabitants, residents, certain things, of course. But the Constitution, I would argue, in my opinion, affords certain things to all Americans. And Absolutely. the ability to fucking marry whoever you want is one of them. Okay, when the Republicans take power and they get rid of interracial marriage, what are you and Brian gonna do? Like what's gonna happen? When they say it's a, when they abolish it, we're yeah, gonna no. get a divorce. You know, and then so you guys get a divorce. <laughs> no, no you said not. it. It came right out of your mouth. No, we're uh, not. You didn't say hold on. Just I want to let you know. You didn't say hey, we're gonna move to Canada, <laughs> or go to Mexico, or go to Cuba. You said we're gonna get a divorce. Colombia. Right. I'm, Colum- kidding. Columbia. I'm kidding. Colombia. I'm kidding. Yeah. But the reason why this you you hit the nail on the head when you talk about the Constitution, and it should be it should be um, known that he did come back and say that he misunderstood the question and he obviously stands against racism and he admitted that it is a constitution it's within the constitution the 14th amendment that prohibits discrimination on the basis of several things including race so this is a constitutional issue this raises a federal question which is why the supreme court this would go all the way up to the supreme court it's a federal question that's at hand Mm -hmm. and um But let it be known that this wasn't a one-off question. In no way was Senator Mike Braun confused. He was speaking at, what did I say, Brown? I'm just repeating the things that you say. Oh, I thought I said Brown. Um, Senator Mike Braun was asked several questions in regards to what he felt about states' rights versus the U.S. Supreme Court getting involved. And he had an opinion on everything, including loving the Virginia, which abolished interracial marriage being illegal. And he didn't hesitate. He immediately said, yes, he did not misunderstand the question. He just is facing the backlash and immediately put out something from uh, y'all, Indiana, Indiana, man. What do they call that? The South of the North. Is that true? The South of the North. (laughs) KKK started in Indiana, I believe. Well, I don't know if it's, did it start in Indiana? I guess it did start in Indiana. KKK, I guess, yeah, I guess it started, it, it did start in Indiana. It's, I know it's really big in Indiana. You know, I, I believe know it started, started Donnie. 
It this is where you shine. Donnie, look it up. Donnie, come on, bro. The fuck? I'm on it. I'm on it. Nah, you're not. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Hey, I do want to give an update on the whole uh, founding of the KKK question. Uh, it wasn't founded in Indiana. It was actually founded Damn. in Pulaski, Tennessee. Uh, but in the mid-20s, Wikipedia says that Indiana had the densest per capita membership. It says that nearly one in five of the eligible yeah, Indiana population plan, mem- yeah. were members. So you weren't completely off base, Rachel. Okay. But uh, I'm telling you, Indiana, the Indiana. south of the north. Indiana That's what they Jones. say. It's legit. Um, we move to entertainment. Jay Prince, one of the most powerful and respected men in all of hip hop. If you guys don't know who Jay Prince is, he is the founder of Rap-A-Lot Records, a staple in the South, and a man who has as much respect, as much influence as any figure in hip hop history. Shout out to Mr. Prince. Mr. Prince, I love Jake Prince. He has called on Kanye West, Drake, Nicki Minaj, and more to unite to boycott the Grammys. This is the same guy, Jay Prince, who organized Drake's free Larry Hoover benefit concert. He has said that the Grammys should be boycotted. And the reason why he wants them to be boycotted is because, you know, Jay Prince is really cool with Kanye West. And he says that the Grammys removing Kanye West as a performer because of his weird social media posts is unacceptable. It's not acceptable in any way. Big Rach. And he wants a Grammys boycott. What do you think? It's interesting that that's how you introduce him. Because for the people who don't know Jay Prince and they hear you introduce him that way and then they hear how ludicrous it is that he is choosing to stand on this hill in standing up for Kanye West and his online weird, it's not weird, it's harassment behavior and decides that he wants to boycott the Grammys in defense of Kanye West who is literally showcasing psychological violence and abuse online against multiple people and that's what you want to boycott the Grammys for? Now if you want to say and, and and let's be clear, Kanye West is nominated for several Grammys. Is he? Donnie? <laughs> <laughs> he definitely is. I know for sure that Don oh, the Two. I don't know. I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't looked at it. I believe, believe Don the Two is nominated for five. I believe he's nominated for five Grammys. But he is definitely nominated for Grammys. He was just at, told, and, and it's not even officially confirmed, he was not on the initial list of performers that went out. But then he was told that he would definitely not be performing. And it is assumed that he was going to be asked to perform. Okay. Kanye West has has had problematic online behavior, not weird, problematic. And the fact that somebody like Jay Prince wants to stand behind that to me is equally problematic. You're condoning it. You're saying it's okay. And I have an issue with that. And I got mad respect for Jay Prince because that's Texas right there. You're about to get pressed when you go back to Houston. They're going to press that's, you. I'm from store. Dallas. Okay. Yeah, it don't matter. But when you go back to Houston, we are rap a lot. Even though I love rap a lot, we're DSR. Uh, we got DSR. Oh, <laughs> she's talking to shit now. But, wow. But I know I, I, I love rap a lot, but uh-huh. I can't condone what he's doing. 
And I think it has to be called out for somebody who's that respected in the industry. It's one thing if you say you want to boycott the Grammys because they aren't highlighting, you know, black artists who are doing phenomenal things in the entertainment and music space. But you're wanting to stand behind Kanye West, who is tr- tr- it's troubling what he's doing. Yeah. And I think yeah. that this was really shocking that this is what he wanted to uh, the hill. Well, I'm not shocked. So, so I'm not shocked. Okay? It's too much. So this is my thing. Um, Mr. Prince, as much as I respect him, and I think everybody knows how much I respect him. I've had him on my podcast. He's missing a mark here, and a lot of people are. Because a lot of times we talk about revolution going up against things, revolting, but we forgot, we forget about the cause, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we forget about the cause. The cause matters in what you're attacking authority for right sure the grammys are all fucked i'll be honest with you the grammys never get it right when it comes to black culture you know the box not winning uh over savage is a completely good i uh, could <laughs> did dj academics enter the chat because i'm confused <laughs> i'm so confused <laughs> so the grammys never get it right when it comes to black culture i'm just joking about the meg thing but... and they're not the only award show they're that not. has that issue they're not the Grammys don't get it right uh, in a lot of respects, and we we would we would serve ourselves by not caring so much uh, what the Grammys uh, think. I don't know. I appreciate the Academy though, of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Those guys I love. Okay, um, <laughs> but but yeah. So there's not, there's a lot. Jay Z boy, boycotted the Grammys for a lot of years. It's not that the idea of boycotting the Grammys is an idea that's a problem. Correct. It's not even that boycotting the Grammys because speech that has gone out uh, doesn't jibe with what the Grammys want to do. That's not a problem, right? If you decide, once again, if if the music was too violent and the Grammys said, hey, whatever, if the music was too revolutionary or whatever in the Grammys, but if I'm putting on the Grammys and I'm doing a concert, this is what I would have to consider. I'd have to consider whether or not I wanted the possibility of Kim Kardashian or Pete Davidson. Do I want Pete Davidson's head being cut off on the Grammy stage? Do I want Kim Kardashian being sort of harassed on the Grammy stage? Mm-hmm. These are the things mm-hmm. that I have to that I have to ask myself. What Ye is doing, uh, a lot of people are giving a pass to. A lot of people are mad at people who don't think that what Ye is doing is right. A lot of people have an issue with that. I, I don't understand those people. I personally don't, I don't feel, I personally am so over having to discuss it. And I know people don't think that I am, but I really am that I really kind of don't want to. But in this situation, I think it was an interesting cross section because boycotting the Grammys or boycotting an entity like the Grammys is always going to be a popular idea within the culture that feels underrepresented and underrecognized by that entity. But the only question I'd ask for anybody that's revolting against these mainstream systems or these systems themselves is always ask yourself, like, what's in the cause? Like, what's the reason? If we're boycotting the Grammys because we don't have enough representation there, if we're boycotting the Grammys right, because right. Uh, we don't feel like they're uh, giving out awards outside of the urban awards to people, if we boycott the Grammys because Adele won over Beyonce because Lemonade didn't win album of the year. If we're boycotting the Grammys because we don't feel seen by the Grammys, that's one thing. If we're boycotting the Grammys because the Grammys don't want to be aligned with what Kanye West is putting on his Instagram, I think we're missing the mark. Yeah. And I think we always have to remember the cost. And that's that's 
in anything that we're talking about. I believe when we it. talk about Colin Kaepernick and all of the stuff that he was going through. Remember what he was standing up for, what he was trying to do. You know, even when Monique was talking about the whole Netflix thing, which I didn't quite agree with Monique on, but think about what she was really saying. What mm-hmm. she was really mm-hmm. saying was that black female performers aren't getting paid like they should. Whereas mm-hmm. I don't agree with a one-to-one of what she was talking about as it related to Amy or as it related to Chris Rock, because those people were such big names in comedy. I do think it was worth the conversation to have sure. with her about what that meant because the cause itself was so pure. And this cause is not pure. This isn't yay. Even this isn't even the Grammys. I'm gonna be honest with you. If the Grammys wanted to what didn't want, want to let Ye perform because Ye was doing hella Trump shit, that to me would be totally unacceptable. Right. That would be totally unacceptable. Right. But that's not what this is. There are a lot of people out there who are uncomfortable with the victimization of Kim Kardashian or Pete Davidson and they think that Kanye is victimizing them and they don't want to be a and part of it. And rightfully so. And the and the Recording Academy is still recognizing his artistry by the fact that he's still nominated for an award. So they're not stripping him from that. They're just saying, we're not going to have you on stage. Right. Or I, can he attend? Unclear. I don't know about that. <sighs> I'm sure he could go. I'm sure he could go. Um, there's talk of having a separate award show. Dame Dash says they want to have a separate award show. Like, I'm down for that too. That's that's not a bad idea. That's a it's good not idea. That it's, a, it's not that it's a bad idea, but it's the reason. Like, what's your reason for the idea? Like, I agree with you, right? If it's if it's about representation, if it's about get you know recognizing artists that aren't getting recognized in that forum, like for us by us type thing, I get that. But if it's Kanye West that's the motivating factor well l- l- how about if i ask you this if we both realize that having our own award shows that we attend by the way that we attend and support just like we would support the grammys or the or the oscars is there a point to where would it taint it at all if we started that and this was the impetus and the catalyst wait we what i'm sorry i couldn't hear it. would it taint it never you know what fuck that question let's move on um <laughs> Let's move on. We're not going to talk about Tory Lanez and what he said. Oh, we will talk about this, though. Okay. Oh, you know what? Before we talk about anything, I want to break in with something, Donnie. Okay? I want to break in with something. And I want to revisit something. We got breaking news? We No, 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 no. We got a couple of more topics, but I don't know if you saw what I just sent to the Higher Learning group chat. Okay, I'm not going to look. look at I don't it. know. You I just want you to look it? at it. A little yes. while ago, click on the Instagram that uh, that I sent to the higher learning group clan. Oh, I'm not. No, fucking absolutely right. Not. No. So no, let me read you guys no. something on now this it. news. No, no, on, that's not on, even on, in the city. On now this news that was sent to me from my friend. Matt Corsack. Thank you, Matt, for being vigilant in the fight to keep Rachel safe. This is the headline from Now This News. <laughs> a mountain lion got loose at a Southern California business lot. What I'm watching right now is white people in this business <laughs> lot running as if there's a mayonnaise sale 10% <laughs> off. 
And you know what they're running from? Mountain Lion. This happened. Left Coast Brewing Company down here in Southern California. It's a fucking cougar running around. Mountain Lion. You know what? It's so crazy that this year has become the year of Mountain Lion. And (laughs) you. Don't try to make that happen. What are you talking about? (laughs) We have two separate. It's not even fucking mid-year. We've had two separate Mountain Lion Lion incidents that have happened. When I see this, this is the problem. No one ever admits when I actually had a point. I told you about Mountain Lion years ago. You didn't want to believe me about him. Now That's not true. You didn't want to believe me about Mountain Lion. I haven't even told you. So because we have a ring, I get ring alerts. And after we talked about P-22, there were several ring alerts of it moving around. It was in the hills. It Uh was on the east side. It was in like people were posting where it was. I'm not saying it. I'm just saying I'm actually scared to go hiking now because of what you've done to me. And this mountain lion that you're bringing up right now was in Irvine, California. It's not not that even that's it's not here. It's not that's Orange and County. And finish what the story. Oh, is it? Like, I don't know. Like, what, but that's still an hour away. And like, it ran into an office building. I saw it. It ran into an office building like it was a human being just strolled up in there. You sh- you have to finish the story. They got it. They sedated him. It actually looked really sad when they showed the pictures you, of him something. passed out like that. Let me it tell you something. Sad. Let me tell you what's let me tell you what's happening right now. <laughs> let me tell you what's happening right now. What's happening? I know why this is happening with Mountain Lion. I know why. All over LA, there were billboards for this show called La Brea. I don't know if you remember what this show was about. This show was about these people that got sucked into this sinkhole. So on NBC, they got sucked into this sinkhole. And when they got sucked into the sinkhole, they didn't realize that they didn't get sucked into a faraway land. They got sucked into prehistoric Los Angeles right there on La Brea and Fairfax by the, by, oh, by, the wow. by the Peterson Automotive Museum. They didn't realize it, but they were right there like 10,000 years ago. Saber-toothed tiger, basically the great-great-grandfather, mountain lion, woolly mammoth, all these different things that are going on there, right? They put these billboards up all over of LA being half regular LA and then half LA wooded area, prehistoric mountain lion playground. And what happened was mountain lion saw that. <laughs> What happened Next. was they saw that and they were like, you know what? Why in the fuck would we stay in the woods? People like Rachel want to hike so they keep us off our habitat. They're taking back the streets. They're taking back the streets. I'm not, I'm not paying attention. All right. Okay. By the way, we're keeping tabs. I want all of the thought warriors, just like Matt. Matt, you're great. I want all of the thought warriors to help me keep tabs on the goings and comings comings and goings of mountain lion i want you guys to help me help me help rachel how do you know that the lion mountain lion that they caught wasn't that p22 it's It's over it's over this is definitely not it's over it's over guys all right we got a couple of choices it's rachel's choice we got disney staffers take to the streets and social media and walk out over company's reaction to don't say gay bill or Jamaicans reject visit from royal family and demand slave reparations. Rachel's choice. Let's go after the royals. 
Let's go after the Royals. Prince William and Kate, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, prepared for a trip to Jamaica. Many well-known leaders in the country are demanding an apology and slave reparations from Great Britain, who once colonized the Caribbean country, according to the Associated Press. The trip is a part of a larger visit to the Caribbean region that also coincides with the 60th anniversary of Jamaica's independence and the 70th anniversary of Queen Elizabeth II. She's been queen for 70 years. A letter signed by over 100 Jamaican leaders read, we see no reason to celebrate 70 years of the ascension of your grandmother (laughs) to the British throne because her leadership and that of her predecessors have perpetuated the greatest human rights tragedy in the history of humankind. Uh... Rachel, if reparations were given to the Jamaicans mm-hmm. and to all of the peoples of the Caribbean who've had their cultures and their lives affected by imperialism from Europe, what would that reparations package look like to Rachel Lindsay? I'm making you oh. a charge of reparations. I don't know what that would I mean, I, I guess it would be. Answer the question. Uh, I guess it would be Money. Money. But it would also be land. Land. Right? We got to give them real estate and we have to give them money. How much of that? Can't tell you. Yeah. But it's absolutely necessary. And I'm, and I'm happy that we're talking about this because I just love what the Jamaicans are doing. Listen, the Royals are really great at not acknowledging their past. Right? They're acting like they're above it. They're trying to be revisionist. When it comes to how they gained their wealth, how they gained their status, what their empire was. And I love that the Jamaicans are like, look, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. Like the reason that they were able to accomplish what they did was because it was through bloodshed and violence and brutality. There was a revolt. And it was a revolt. And, and they want to act as if they came in as saviors and helped these people. Well, if you helped them, it's, it's, it's you use them to contribute to your wealth, all while them still remaining a third world country. They're underdeveloped. They still need a lot of resources. And there's still this loyalty to the queen who has never acknowledged what she's done to them at all. So Prince William coming with his wife to apologize for slavery means nothing when the woman who's in power and has been in power for, what did you say, 70 years, has never acknowledged how problematic her country has been to these Caribbean islands, including Jamaica. I love it. So this is my thing, and the Royals aren't going to get this. They're just never going to get this. They don't like. I saw one picture of yeah, them think reaching out, reaching out to niggas through a fence, and like they were shaking hands with niggas, and the niggas were reaching through a fence. It's true. They're that the ultimate white saviors. They're the ultimate, like they so, epitomize white savior mentality. Like, you know, the Royals aren't going to get this. They think that they were. uh Ordained by God to rule. Um, so it's not going to be tough. This is the thing. And it's it's an interesting situation when it comes to imperialism and things like that. You know, Jamaica took up arms uh, against the British. Fought a revolution. They lost. But they raised so much of a ruckus that they were eventually got to the point to where they got their independence, right? Wait, are you talking about the what happened in... Like what was it, 1867? That yeah. one? Paul yeah. Bogoko? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, there was a cost. 
there was a cost for freedom. And there always is. Always is. There was a cost for freedom. There's a cost. There's a cost. Jamaica paid a cost. They paid a cost for freedom. They paid a cost for freedom. They paid it. They paid a cost for freedom. You know who never paid a cost? The Brits. Because there's a cost for freedom, but in the world that we live in, there seems to be no cost for being a slaver. You pay for freedom. Freedom costs you. Freedom costs you your ability to vote. Freedom costs you your ability to marry who you want. Freedom costs you all of these things, right? Freedom mm-hmm. costs you your ability to read, to learn, where to live. Black people, they made us free here in America, but they told us all of these things that we couldn't do, right? Our freedom from slavery came with a whole new set of slavery type rules. You know who didn't pay anything? They didn't pay. They never paid. Don't, and you know what? Cool. Maybe they'll never pay, but let's stop acting like it's all good. That's my thing. It's like the same fucking thing here. Okay, so maybe the the Brits will never pay reparations. Maybe they'll never pay reparations. Maybe they'll never say, "Hey, this is the damage that we've caught that, that we've that we've uh, inflicted upon your company, your your country, economically, and we're gonna pay you for it." Maybe they'll never do that. Okay, cool. Let's say they'll never do it. Well, stop acting like we all good then, nigga. That's so weird. <laughs> it's like the motherfucker that borrows $50 from you, then come to your crib with some McDonald's like they don't owe you money. It's like, you owe me money, nigga. Where's my hamburger? Like, I know you just go get a hamburger, come to my crib, and you can eat the hamburger in front of my face. I loaned you $50. It's Louisiana. That's a lot of money. Where's my hamburger? And so my, and so my thing is, look, stop acting like we all good. Like stop right. pretending like we straight. That's stop it. Pre- stop pretending like we straight. White people here, American power circle. Stop acting like we straight. We not straight. Mm-mm. Y'all got all the hamburgers. How can we be straight? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we not straight. I, I watched this and I'm like, yo, did they think everybody in Jamaica was high? Did they think they was just gonna roll up there and not and people was just gonna be cool with that? You know what bothers me? It's not been, even been the happening fact for so long. The audacity just fucking blows my top off. But for so long, people have been like, God save the queen. You know what I mean? So they just thought they'd waltz up in there. Yes, it happened in our own society. People are too afraid to go against what the norm has been, to go against the system. Which is why rat people like radicals like Dr. Martin Luther King weren't necessarily praised Dr. by Martin black Luther people King, the junior, way that they are now. Junior, junior. Dr. Martin Luther King, the junior. Junior. <laughs> but you get All what right. I'm saying. I do. Rachel, this next topic is specifically for you because I worry about you sometimes. Oh. Brazilian singer hospitalized after refusing to fart in front of her boyfriend. <laughs> Who put this topic on the rundown? Donnie, Vivian, I blame Donnie. It's Donnie, yeah, right? I'll, I'll take the blame. It was me. Vivian de Quarez Perea. Perea. I'm okay. I'm not even gonna say it. her name is Puka. Is her name? I'm sorry for butchering the name. I know people get mad when I butcher the name. But her but stage name is Puka. 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 Puta. 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 Puta could be her name now. Uh, she made the mission in a recent Instagram story after she was treated for intestinal gas buildup. Twenty-seven years old. She told 15.7 million followers she was too embarrassed to pass gas in front of her partner. So she'd hold her farts for extended periods. This is unacceptable. Uh, And the pain became so severe that she decided to seek medical attention. She's fine now, but she had trapped gas. Now, I remember there was a friend of mine. I won't mention her name. She knows who she is. Way back in the day, this is one of the 
first girls I started dating, and she told me that she didn't feel like pretty women should fart or take a shit. And I remember I told her, I said, like, you sound fucking nuts. Yeah. This is like 98. Yeah. Like, she told me, like, I was like, you sound nuts. That sounds crazy. Like, the craziest shit I ever heard. She's like, I don't really feel like pretty women should fart or take shits. Like, whatever. I'm like, what do you mean? (laughs) You sound nuts. Uh, Now I realize that was patriarchy that made her feel that way in the first place. But whatever. So, a couple of years later, (laughs) we're in college. I I hit her. She told me she went to the hospital. I was like, what? I swear to God, this is true. Oh, she's like, I thought something was wrong with my heart. I was like, what do you have? She's like, have you ever heard of trapped gas? <laughs> and right away I said, you need to start farting. That's why your gas is trapped. Okay? I worry about you. I worry about Kalika. That's not because me. We've, talk- we've talked about it before that you don't fart in front of Brian. I don't. But this is what makes no sense to me. I ain't around Brian all day, every day. So when I'm not, I'm, le- I'm having a ball. I'm letting yeah. loose. You're you're, you're so afraid of farting up, that you can't even say you fart. Ain't nothing trapped up in here. You, you, but you, I told you, you I have SBDs, so I am around Brian, and I do let them loose. They just don't. They're just that they, they don't rip. Right. Mine don't right. rip. Yeah, mine rip. Yeah, I know you take pride in that. Mine don't rip. Oh Jesus but I, Christ! But I'm but I am naturally a gassy person, so Are I'm you? not gonna I'm not gonna have trapped gas. Right. Like I'm okay. gonna walk away. I'm going to do my, like, there's no reason. You're not around your significant other all day, every day. But why, why even make it a big production to walk away and go it's to the bathroom? It's not a production to walk away. I just walk away. He has no idea why. I'm not making an announcement. He thinks you're turning your back on him. No, he does he not. Thinks, he, I'm yeah, telling you, I, Brian is somewhere in therapy. I think he thinks it's therapy. just fine. Right, well, Brian is somewhere <laughs> in therapy going, you know, me and Rachel could eat a great meal, be laying down, kicking it, whatever. And all of a sudden she just gets up and leaves the room. But you know right what's in interesting? I right. would use the bathroom with the door open. But if I'm passing gas, I'm going to walk away. It's weird. It's, Maybe it's shame. so. It's shame no, it's is not. what it is. But I, you know what I'll never have is trapped gas. Just never. move around. That's unacceptable. Like, walk away. You are not around your partner 24-7. This I'll, should I'll never, never happen. I farted four times since we started recording. What? Yeah. <laughs> We're what never are you eating? podcasting in person. We're so never are you eating? Oh, forget this. So let, We're never so podcasting you, in person. Let, 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 don't, let I don't what, want you to ever be that comfortable around let me. Let me tell you what. Oh, I'm farting. You guys will know it. <laughs> you guys will know it. So, so, so let me tell you what happened. I didn't eat like all day, right? Because I'm really stuck to my diet now, right? So I woke up and right away I woke up. I had to go shoot, right? So I had to go shoot. We're moving locations. We're shooting it dirty. Hip Hop Homicides. We TV coming out this fall. We shoot it dirty, right? Dirty, 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 dirty. We had to shoot something in a restaurant. And uh, me and one of the people that I'm shooting, we just like, we can go get something to eat while we're in the restaurant, right? So they bring it out, but then I got to come back here to do the podcast. So I only the only thing I've had today is like four strips of steak and then two shrimp. That's, that's not okay. It's the only thing I've been able to eat. I'll, I'll make up for it tomorrow. I'm drinking a ton of water. But as soon as it got into my body, I ate it in the car and then I came up here and it was gurgle, 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 giggle. My body was gurgle, giggling, giggle, giggle. And I farted several times. As soon as we got on there, I was, and sometimes I looked like to see the if the s- mic picked it up. The smile on your face, the pride in it. It's just like, just do it and keep it moving. We're not podcasting in person. And I'm not going to fart to shame. I tell, I'm not farting in shame for you guys. I, it's so weird <laughs> to me. 
to me, farting is like breathing. It's something you have to do. No. So why would you be ashamed of it? Like, why Does would you be ashamed smell? of it? Does your breath huh? smell? Every it smells single time in the morning, you open your mouth. And guess what? It, but we're it, it not around for that. We're it don't matter. You know Here's what? The thing, Stop though. brushing my your teeth. Then. Stop my brushing your teeth. In the morning. My breath smells in the don't morning. Don't brush your teeth. My Why breath you brush smells your teeth in the morning. Then? And I'm not. You're making a solid point. My breath smells in the morning, <laughs> and I'm. <laughs> And I'm not. You're making a solid point. You know, you, you kind of do the same thing. But look, I, you, I can control how my breath smells. I can't really control the farts. They stink. I'm a big guy. I got. I'm farty. It's okay. I hope that Puka is okay. Puda. Don't 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 go. I there. hope don't. she learns from her mistake. Girl, just walk away. Go outside. Sometimes I'll just back into a corner. Brian's like. I'm like, you know what's up. What is this, the Blair Witch Project? <laughs> you just like turn around, you're looking in the room and you're just in the corner. So walk away. He's like, yeah. I was like, yep, yep, yep. The Oscars are on Sunday. Gotta Time work them. Gotta work them. Gotta work them. Time for an Oscar preview. We're just going to do one category. Which one are we doing? Let's do two categories. Okay. Pull them up. What let's are we doing? Do, let's do three categories. Okay. Well, stop. Calm down. Let's do let's do best actor, best actress, okay, and best let's do best picture, best actor, best actress, okay. Okay, hold on, let me pull them up. Let's see if Donnie, who wasn't wasn't prepared at all. Come on, Donnie, let's see. Seriously, where's Trudy when you need her? Trudy would have had this going. Donnie's too busy. Oh, I'm not cold. Shut the fuck up, Donnie. I saw another Oscar movie, so I already know my my vote is changing. What I would have said, it's changing. Okay. Let's see. All right. Okay. Let's start off. Let's okay. start with. No, let's just do the top five, the top big five categories. We want to do all of the categories. No, that's best actor, actress, supporting actor, actress, and best picture. That's five. Okay, let's right do there. them all. Let's do them all. Okay. All right. So okay. let's start off with best. Picture. Your okay. nominees are Nightmare Alley, Don't Look Up, Dune, Drive My Car, Belfast, Licorice Pizza, The Power of the Dog, West Side Story, King Richard, and Coda. Your pick for best picture is. Okay, I have not seen Drive My Car, Belfast, or Licorice Pizza. So I'm just going to pref- preference it with that. But my vote. It's going to be Coda. It's going to be Coda. I'm sorry for what I said last week on the podcast. It's going to be Coda. Okay, so here's the thing. Coda will win. But I got to be honest with you. The power of the dog is right there with Coda. See, I would have put West Side Story. West Side Story is not going to win. No, but... To me, that would have been the next best picture. You think so? I saw it in the theater. I was captivated. And you would think, oh, this is a remake. Shouldn't happen. The cinematography. Ah, it's just the, the actors and the actresses, the way, the, the direction of the movie compared to the first one. It was beautiful. And he got mm-hmm. it right. With representation as well. Doing. I just, it just... Yeah. Like little things, like the reflection in the water of certain. I, it just was a beautiful movie. He's I would have given director. It, that would have been my second one. Yep. He did. Uh, I don't know if you know, but he did E.T. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I've heard. All right. Okay. So 
Best Director will go to now. Oh, wait. That we, wasn't what I included. But that's okay. okay. Now we're there. Let me find it. We Let have The Power the of the Dog, Jane Campion, yeah. West Side Story, Steven Spielberg, Kenneth Branagh, Belfast, fantastic fucking movie. Ryusuke Hamaguchi, Drive My Car. Paul Thomas Anderson, Licorice Pizza. Those are your nominees. And Steven Spielberg, West Side Story. Okay. Gonna lose. That's okay. Um, um, that would be my Steven Spielberg, West Side Story. Yeah, not gonna win. Jane Campion's gonna win, but that's okay. You love Steven Spielberg. He's won before. <laughs> She's gonna win, definitely. They're gonna split those awards. They're gonna lose Best Picture. They're gonna win Best Director, and they're gonna live. They're gonna be okay with that. Okay, that's what's okay. gonna happen. Okay. All right. Um, Best Actor. Here we go. O. William Smith, King Richard, Andrew Garfield, Tick Tick Boom, Spider Man Number Three. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, The Power of the Dog, Doctor Strange, Denzel Washington, The Tragedy of the uh, of Macbeth, King Kong ain't got shit on him, Javier Bardem being the Ricardos. I couldn't think of a line from from No Country for Old Men fast enough, but I'm thinking about the line where he's in the convenience store with the guys. Well, it's just a coin, which of course it is. So I thought about it too late. All right, well, who's going to win? Well, you also forgot about Andrew Garfield and Tick, Tick, Boom. I did say Andrew Garfield. Oh, Tick, I'm Tick, sorry. Boom. To hear Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Um, it's going to be Andrew Garfield and Tick, Tick, Boom. <laughs> Will Smith is going to win Best Actor. It should be Andrew Garfield and Tick, Tick, Boom. You love his, Tick, Tick, Boom. His portrayal of Jonathan Larson, which is just such a tragic story, mm-hmm. is incredible. He's amazing. It's no like it's so incredible how he portrays him. Like the movie is great, but what Andrew Garfield does and the way he transforms into Jonathan Larson and the 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 symbolism of the movie and the whole tick tick boom representation, what it stands for, how it represents artists. I'm sorry, it should be Andrew Garfield. I Over Will Smith. Will S- Will Smith is great in King is good in King Richard, but I've seen him better. I wasn't just blown away by his performance. I wasn't. Sorry. Well, I'll be honest with you. I'd say Benedict Cumberbatch before Will Smith. That was just me. I'll be honest with you. I really wasn't either. However, it's Will's time. It's Will's time. I just don't, I just don't like people winning for the wrong movie. It's we Will's saw, time. We saw it. We've seen it before. It's Will's time. Okay. All right. Best Actress. Ooh, let's do it. Uh, Best Actress. The nominees are Jessica Chastain, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Colman, The Lost Daughter, Kristen Stewart, Spencer, Nicole Kidman, Being the Ricardos, and Penelope Cruz for Madres Paralysas. Some of these movies I haven't seen, seen but I'm going to go with Jessica Chastain in The Eyes of Tammy Faye. It was a good, good, good performance. It, it was fantastic. And she spent 12, she got the rights to this movie, 12 years working on perfecting Tammy Faye. She did a fantastic job in portraying her. I think it's got to go. Let me ask you a question, though. Did you see Parallel Mothers? No. You got to see Parallel Mothers. Okay. I'll watch it before. You got you, you got to see Parallel Mothers. So, you're, so your vote is Penelope Cruz. Well, Maybe. Uh, really, my my like I, I personally my my favorite performance out of all of these is Jessica Chastain in the eyes of Tammy Faye. Um, I just think not enough people have are even talking about that. It's 
fucking fantastic. It really is. Uh, it, it, like it, it's like and you know fucking, we love to talk about them corrupt preachers. Yeah, it's it's fucking fantastic. Like really fucking fantastic. Um, that's what that's who I would go with. That's my pick. She's not gonna win. Um, I think Penelope Cruz is probably going to win the Academy Award, but I think Jessica Chastain had the best performance of the year. Yeah. So, all right. Okay. Best supporting actor. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Syrian Hines, Belfast. Troy Kotzer, Coda. Jesse Plemons, The Power of the Dog. J.K. Simmons being the Ricardos. Cody Smith McPhee, The Power of the Dog. Ooh. Rage face. Who's Ooh, gonna win? It's Ooh. definitely between Troy and uh, Cody. It might go yeah. to Cody. It might go yeah. to Cody. Cody's good. Troy is fantastic on several levels, but Cody hits in a different way. Cody's the winner. You're Cody right. should almost be best actor. I'm gonna be honest. No. It no. shouldn't even be best supporting. No, it's not Cody. True. You're wrong. Yep. Yeah, nope. Cody's more than supporting. I'm sorry, but it's gonna you've go been, to Cody. Been, Cody's you've fantastic. Upset, you've upset me. You <laughs> Cody's great. Thing. You've upset me, and you've really shamed your family by saying that. Stop. The judge go ahead. Is somewhere. Okay. All right. <laughs> Just uh, said who's Cody. I, I, it's Cody. It's Cody. It's Cody for me. Best supporting actress. Last one. Kirsten Dunst. Power the dog. Uh, Ariana DeBose. West Side Story. Jesse Buckley. The Lost Daughter. Anjanu Ellis. Love that performance. King Richard, Judy Dench, like Belfast. I just have to say I fell in love with um Anjanu in uh I Ray. did too. In Ray. Like, I, I, no, in Ray. Oh, oh, I have Ray. been a fan of her. She is oh. fantastic. She oh. held down that role. However, I think she I'm gonna be honest with you, she outacted Will Smith in that movie. <laughs> You don't have to convince me on that. I don't think that I, I think King Richard was good and I, I enjoyed King Richard. I just saw it not too long ago. Same. Um so it's fresh. I thought he I thought he was really good. I think she outacted him in that movie, but absolutely. Yeah. She held it down in her role as the mother. But this is gonna go to Ariana DeBose. Yeah, she's gonna win. She's got the hype behind her, but hype. also there was so much behind Rita Morena uh-huh. when she had this role. And you would think, how are you going to have another Maria come in here? And what Ariana did in that role, I I knew who she was when she was on So You Think You Can Dance. I had I didn't even put it together. She was captivating in this role. She was the movie. Like I get why she's Best Supporting Actress, but she could have almost been Best Actress. She deserves this role. She did everything. She was phenomenal. And my second choice would be Kirsten Dunst because she was re- she was really good in Power of the Dog. Power of the Dog, Power of the Dog, Power of the D O the D O G. That the Power of the Dog, Power of the Dog, Power of the D O the D O G. Ding 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 ding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh Jesus mm-hmm. Christ! Mm-hmm. Now you're doing it. You, mm-hmm. you can't throw mm-hmm. that shit up. Mm-hmm. I'm a Delta. What? So what? You can't throw we that shit up. In, we have the ninth D where we throw up the hooks. I, I cannot tell you how many shoulders I was up on top of in college Disgusting. throwing up them hooks. <laughs> <laughs> Mailbag, Donnie. Get to it. Save your job. Mailbag time. 
Time to read your letters and then we'll reply to them. Oh, it's mailbag time. Write us with your queries and we'll chime in. All right, mailbag. Uh, Lou Harding on Instagram wants to know, what was your first paying job? Walmart. Really? I still have a check that I haven't picked up. I, I vaguely, I didn't realize it was Walmart, but I do yeah. remember you talking about that. Yeah, Mine was playing piano in Sunday school at my church starting at 11 years old. I got $20 a Sunday. I thought I was rich. It's so weird. I remember one time I had in my room from working with my dad, I had saved up $130. You could not tell me I wasn't fucking Dollar. I know. <laughs> no. Twenty dollars a week? That was yeah. eighty dollars a month. I was rich. I was you know rich. how many airheads that is? How many knowledge that is? I bought a guitar that I never played. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that, one song. Rest in peace to my Uncle Joe, who taught me the one song that I know on my guitar. I knew the one song. I knew one song on the guitar. I'll, I'll tell you yours. You tell me mine. You tell. I'll tell you mine. You tell me yours. I knew one okay, song. Okay, what's yours? I had a guitar. I could play "Come as You Are" from Nirvana. Oh wow! That's yeah. way beyond mine. Mine was. <laughs> I don't even know the name of it. It was da na 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 da na 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 na. He taught so you. So it could be to. anything. It was a freestyle. It's a freestyle. You could <laughs> do that and make a whole song out of it. Next question. O G D. LB on Instagram asks, would you rather wear underwear with holes or wet socks for the rest of your life? OG Easy DLB. question. Huh? Definitely holes in my underwear. Holes for sure. Holes can like, be useful. Okay. Don't know about that, but wet socks, that is a miserable wet place to be. Wet socks like, can't live. Like, you know, I just, that's disgusting. It's Rachel, just, what's the worst gross. case of diarrhea you ever had? Why? How did we get here? I'm just we saying, talked about gas and farts, <laughs> and, and somehow that didn't qu- come up. I mean, the worst case isn't every case of diarrhea the worst? You okay, know damn fine. well it's not true. I was on my way to Christian camp, and I remember I don't know how I did this. Grace of God, because I was on my way to Christian camp. From the moment I got on the bus, it was a five and a half hour drive. I felt the gurgling. Disgusting. And the entire Terrible. time, it would hit me and I would hold it in. Hold it in. And when we finally got there, I never used it, but I was sick. I was miserable. I ran into somebody's random cabin, used the bathroom. Nobody saw me. And then I later heard p- rumblings of people complaining about the toilet being stuck. <laughs> and how they came into their cabin and it was awful. It's the worst case I ever had. It was miserable. I think I told my story when I when I shitted at the student union at Southern. Oh, we remember. We recall. See, yeah, I've I never shit story. on my I've never shit myself. I shitted on myself. So what? So but somebody saw what? you told me somebody saw. They saw. Or they smelled it. Shit soaked. Shit so uh, You had to. Was, I'm sure you threw was, away your shoes and your and your was, pants. It was so funny. Niggas was in there like, God damn. 
<laughs> nice That's question. Never happened to me. I pray it never does. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sprite Sierra Mist on Reddit wants to know which family member is your co-host most like and why. Uh, which family member is Rachel the most like my sister? I knew you were going to say that. I knew yeah. you were going to say Ebony. Shout out to Ebony. My sister. My sister, Ebony. Are you ready Ebony, for mine? Yeah, oh, no. Was, go ahead. Say it. Finish. Don't finish. I'm just saying Ebony just don't take no shit. She is whip smart, incredibly articulate, but she also, she also likes to soup kitchen you. She'll soup kitchen the shit out of you. <laughs> I've always liked Ebony. Are you ready for mine? Who? The judge. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm This is the <laughs> best compliment I've ever gotten before. I it's absolutely the judge. First of all, y'all have very similar, y'all are very similar in the way you think. Your intellect is the same. My dad likes you a lot. He compliments oh you. My dad thinks you are brilliant. So y'all y'all think the, the same way. Y'all might not act the same way. And right. maybe my dad even thinks, he's never said this, but this is just a suspicion of mine, that he mm -hmm. could be as free as you in the way that you express yourself. But because of the path that he's taken, he necessarily can't. Now, he's never said mm -hmm. that. This is just me saying that. Mm -hmm. But I would absolutely say my dad. What if there was a Freaky Friday where I got into the judge's body He'd be impeached. And the judge got. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be impeached. It's that simple. <laughs> man, this this black man was caught with 350 pounds of weed. Uh, he's been found guilty of all charges. Uh, what is your ruling? Uh, time serve and pay him $40,000. <laughs> Number one, I think it was a shame. This young man had to be in the federal prison system while he awaited trial. So we're going to pay him. We're going to pay him $500 a day. <laughs> Time served, young man. When you get out, hit my cousin, little Donnie, on the, on the east side. He's going to hook you up with somebody. You're moving it like that. We could use a man like yourself. Okay. Um, uh, last one. Last one. Uh, I'm trying to pick between these two. Make it good, Donnie. Okay. From Marshall Eagle... 340 on Reddit. Considering you're both young, what made you decide to write books about your lives now instead of, say, 20 or 30 years from now? I feel like this question is part troll. I, I know Marshall Eagle from, from being on the Reddit. And he's, he's oh, normally... Really? A, yeah, Marshall Eagle's from the Reddit. Marshall Eagle be on the Reddit popping off going That's in. That's great. No, That's it's great that, that he's an active Redditor. You have asked him to be involved Redditor. with Reddit. So great. Um, are you want me to answer? So for me, if I have something to say, I'm going to say it. So why go. wait 20 or 30 years? We didn't write autobiographies. We didn't write. I'm assuming you didn't. I have not read your book yet, but it wasn't when I was five. This happened when I was 10. It's a book of essays. It's a it's a collaboration of thoughts of what I was going through at a time in my life. There's a reason that I wrote the book now and I didn't write the book immediately when I came off The Bachelorette. So much more happened. I didn't want the book to be centered around my time as a reality TV star, but I wanted you to understand certain moves that I made and why I'm the person that I am today. So that's why I wrote the book when I did. The time was now. 
And who's saying 20 years, 30 years, maybe I'll write another book because I'll have something else that I really want to say and I want people to hear. Guess what, Marshall Eagle? I like to hear myself talk and I don't give a fuck what you think about it. Well, he probably already knew that. The reality, this (laughs) is the reality, Marshall Eagle. I want you to know about me and I know you from Reddit. I know you from Reddit. (laughs) I've seen you on there, Marshall Eagle. I want you to know about me because I think I'm special. I think I'm special and I think I have something special to say and I've wrote a book about my favorite thing to discuss. Me. (laughs) I own it. Okay, Rachel. (laughs) Thank you, though. Thanks for the question. By the way, I want to say something real quick. Two things I want to say before we get to Unexpected Ally of the Week. Number one is I want to call somebody out who I think did something amazing. Her name is Sarah Beth Maney. She is the New York Times photographer that took the picture of Katani Brown Jackson's daughter looking at her. The amazing, stirring, uh, fantastic picture. Okay. Uh, Everybody that's sharing the picture, hopefully, this is a black woman who took it, um, which could tell you why the picture is captured so beautifully and so poignantly. Hopefully, when you share that picture, you take the time to credit the photographer on that picture because as that picture goes viral, shows that the talent of this this sister Mm. go viral as well. Sarah Beth Beth Maney, the New York Times, is the one she took that photo. Okay. Should we start doing praise reports? Praise reports. I'm down with that. That's good. We we do unexpected ally of the week for the others. But should we start doing a praise report for us? We should do a praise report. We should do praise reports. I enjoy the idea of a praise report, by the way. Okay, let's do it. I think that's a great idea. Uh, I forgot what else I had to say. Sorry. It's okay. It's not your fault. Uh, who's your unexpected ally of the week? Oh, wait, I have it. Hold on. I have one. Mine is made, the Utah you made governor. You such a big deal about having one this week. So Mine is ahead. this Utah governor who vetoed a transgender athlete bill. Citing high suicide suicide rates, he rates he is a uh, he Spencer Cox became the second Republican governor in the past to veto a bill that would have barred transgender athletes from competing uh, in girls sports. Writing a passionate letter to state GOP leaders on Tuesday, explaining his decision. Now I remember what I was going to say. Now look, you guys, uh, as it relates to the conversation that we had um, on this past podcast about Leah Thomas. Let me tell you something. That podcast accomplished exactly what it was supposed to have accomplished. I saw more thoughtful, respectful, yet vehement, yet impassioned debate on the Reddit than I've ever seen. Mm. Uh, I would like to reaffirm my support for trans people, reaffirm my support Same. For, for them to, uh, for us not them, us, all of us, the same people, for all of us to exist together in an equitable and fair way. And I'd like to support, once again, reaffirm, shall I say, once again, my belief that there is no such thing as an issue that doesn't have a compromise or a solution baked into it. And that sometimes you don't have perfect conversations, but they often lead to perfect results if you can come together with people on them. And 
I saw some people operating in bad faith on the Reddit because I had to scan the Reddit. I've been staying off the Reddit. I swear on my dad, I've been staying off the Reddit, but I had to scan the Reddit after this conversation because the conversation was so important. I saw a couple of people out there with bad faith arguments who just wanted to rob people up. And there was some of that. There's always going to be some of that. But I did also see people who, despite the fact that they disagreed on an issue, were able to disagree in a thoughtful and intelligent way. Now, we can't disagree on people's right to 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 live and their right to exist and their right to express themselves. But there are other aspects of life that sometimes we might need to agree to disagree on. But mm-hmm. in any way, the only way that we're going to learn to do that is to force ourselves to go to the threshold of what we're comfortable with and to look at it and then to keep going. Mm-hmm. And so for the people that were able to do that and the ones that weren't just trying to trigger each other and the ones that actually had skin in the game, um, uh, uh, in discussing some of these things, um, I applaud you. And I'd also like to say, I can't remember the name of the Redditor, but to the Redditor that um, talked about the fact that she lost a trans friend of hers recently, um, um, mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that she knows that, or the person knows, I'm not sure if the friend, I'm not sure who, what the sex of the person was, uh, that I heard what you said, and I appreciated uh, what you said. And I also... I appreciate the fact that you're going through something hard right now. So I hope that you're doing okay. All right. Um, that's all I had to say. Who's your, that was beautiful. Thank you so much for saying that. Um, cause I didn't scan the Reddit, but I'm glad that you, you acknowledged it. And I'm you're, glad that you're sick, you, of their, uh, you're sick of their shit is what's going on. <laughs> no, that's not know. it. Um, I got nervous. I literally just saw a man just walk through my yard. I was about I'm to like, say, I'm about to say it's the gardener, the but I'm like, I'll send somebody over there with that motherfucking clap, clap on, clap off the clapper. I'll like, send somebody over there with that fucking clapper. Through. Literally no, just came through, left just, the gate open. Let me know. I got to like, in five minutes. Clap on, clap off. Get that clap on your ass. I'm I literally like thrown off. Okay. Okay. My unexpected ally of the week. A federal judge, U.S. District Judge Judith Levy, I'm assuming that's how you say her last name, ruled that former Michigan, former Michigan Governor Rick Snyder and four other officials must testify in the Flint water crisis civil trial against yes. several engineering firms because they were trying to um, invoke their Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination if they were forced to appear in court. And she said, uh-uh, not on my account. Dumb bastards. She ruled that they must testify. Love this. It's necessary. We've talked briefly before about the Flint water crisis. And um, I saw this and immediately it stuck out to me. Definitely the unexpected ally of the week. Love it. Fantastic, fantastic podcast today. I'm a, <laughs> I don't give a fuck what anyone says. We were in our bag today. It's just, <laughs> this is what happens sometimes. Uh, take your thing caps off, but do not stop learning. I'm Van Lathan Jr. And I am Rachel and Lindsay. We are out. Bye, guys. <laughs>